You're listening to the Empowered Parent Podcast with Ryan and Kayla North and Chris Turner. We're picking up where we left off last week for part two of Let's Hear From The Dads. So here's our host for this week, Kayla. Okay, so here's kind of what, as I'm listening to you guys talk, here's what I'm thinking. Okay, so you, your kind of your hook was, let's, for both of you, it sounds like was, you know, this, this idea of first that there actually was trauma because you had kids, Chris, that you, you know, they were came to you at birth, right? And that, and I think we had some of that too, because when we first read The Connected Child, we had a child that had come to us as a real small baby. But then also this idea of treating our kids kind of the way with that love and kindness of grandma seemed like, okay, I kind of like that. I resonate with that. That doesn't seem, that doesn't seem too permissive. That seems kind of like loving and kind. And I want to be that. So what what would be the hardest thing that you have embraced now, but maybe when you first started, you thought, I'm not sure this is really going to work. This seems too hard or maybe out of your comfort zone or something. Um, well, I mean, I have something that comes to mind and I don't know if it's exactly what you're asking for, but, but I, w- I was raised by people. My mom and dad are both world-class yellers. Um, and mm-hmm. this idea of you need to, you know, regulate your emotions, you need to work on your things so that, that you don't get triggered easily, mm-hmm. that you have to invite your child to join you in your calm and not join them in their chaos. Sort of, sort of like if you clump those ideas together, um, <clears throat> to, to, yeah. to me, that was hard because my default is to get loud. Uh, and so that's probably, I don't know if it's exactly answering your question, Kayla, but I think it's the thing I find myself still having to work the hardest on is trying to regulate my emotional state because it does help the kids regulate sooner. You know, we don't have time to get mm-hmm. into today, but we, we had quite, quite the scene with our eight-year-old daughter this afternoon um, that, that, that ends with her mom laying with her on, next to her on the floor to try to help her. Um, and so... So I think that's that's the hardest for me because, you know, I just want to say, mm-hmm. okay, look, just get over it. But but there is no getting over it. There is only dealing with it and helping them. So, yeah, I think for me it was dealing with my own stuff and seeing in dealing with my own stuff, learning a little bit about why my parents probably acted the way they acted, looking at the way they were raised. Um, especially my mom, the environment she was raised in was a dairy farm. It was a family run dairy farm. My mm-hmm. grandfather didn't have, you know, hired hands to help out. It that's you know, it was old school. You had kids because that's who you needed to help you work at the farm, yeah. right? And things had to be done at a certain time in a certain way, and they had to be done then. Because otherwise, you there's know, there's no room for compromise. Right, there's no room for compromise because you know we have to get the cows milked before you can go to school. Yeah. Um, because and they have to be milked every day because otherwise they suffer. Right. That's what dairy cows do. They have to provide milk, or it, yeah, it messes them up. Let's just say. Yeah. And th- these things all have to be done. It's not like we can't we can't put them off. They have to be done. They have to be done now. And so that was kind of the mentality that my mom approached a lot of other mm. stuff with. And, and I'm still working through that with yeah. myself and my kids mm. because, you know, my kids who cannot pay attention because the wiring in their brains is not working like it should. Mm. Um, 
yeah, well, learning that kind of patience has been a a real struggle yeah. for me. So that's that's probably my biggest mm-hmm. one is that that combination of learning all that stuff about myself, and my parents, and not try, I, I, working to not let that spill over into the way I parent my kids. No, that's good. I think that's hard for everybody, but I think, you know, the dads tend to be kind of the structure, right, right of the family. I think that, that, and that's not always, um, sometimes dads are the, the fun, but I think dads tend to, to be the, the ones who are trying to, I mean, you're leading your family, right? You're, you're trying to be the leader of your household. And so you're thinking, I can't really, like, it just needs to be done when I say so, right? That was the the mentality I know for a long time for a lot of people was just do as I say right away, all the way with a good attitude. And so um, I think I see a lot of dads that have, that is a big thing for them, struggling to get past that. I'm in charge. I'm the boss. You know, do as well, I say kind well, of thing. Well, on top so. of that, you know, I, I, I think you were raised like this, Kayla, but more to the point, I think Chris was raised like this too because we're all from that generation where um, – where was probably um, the transitional generation from mom staying at home, you know, mom staying at home as a full-time homemaker being the probably the most frequently occurring thing that moms did to moms re-entering the workforce as they, they did then, you know, in, in the 1980s and have continued to do so. Uh, and so we grew up in that, um, we grew up in that just wait till your father gets home environment. Um, which really set dad up to be the heavy. And I think that that's something that we've had to overcome because, um, um, you know, Chris and I have not talked about this, but I feel comfortable speaking on his behalf in saying that that's ingrained in us, that the dad has to be the enforcer and has to be the heavy. And, and it's not like we begrudgingly accept it. We just have come to understand, to feel, not understand, but to, to, to think that that's the reality of being a dad. Right, I saw a meme the other day that mm. said a dad's job is to is to turn out lights and to be grumpy. You know, <laughs> and I, I was literally turning out every light upstairs. Can I get a witness? And, and none of my children were home at the That's time. That's bizarre. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, uh, we have this conversation at our house all the time about the lights. <laughs> I don't know what it is about the dads and lights, but because when he saw that meme, I was money. like, okay, good. It's not just Ryan. Lights yeah, cost it. money. <laughs> like if I took money, $20 yeah. and set it on fire, all of my children and my wife were like, what are you doing? Don't be dumb. I'm like, what y'all do every day? Every single dad <laughs> listening is like, yep, we've used that illustration. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, yeah, so I have okay. one more thing. Okay. Do you have time for one You're more? You're in charge. Sure. So, all right, good. All right, this episode will be nine oh. hours long. <laughs> it, it, it's not, just no, she's just joking. Stay, hey, stay, stay there with us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> totally joking. This will be my last one. Okay, so this idea of um, helping our kids with their emotions. Did you guys find it hard? Because, and I, not to be stereotypical, but usually moms are the emotional ones. And dads are the more logical ones, more not emotional, you know, not not driven by emotions, but also not prone to speaking their emotions. But one of the things that we've really learned and we've really tried to embrace is this idea of teaching our kids to have this emotional vocabulary so we don't have these emotional 
um, meltdowns, but then also so our kids can know that it's okay to have these feelings. So did you guys find it really hard um, or was it, you know, not too bad to kind of start looking at your own emotions and embracing your own emotions and also helping your kids embrace what theirs? Are emotions? <laughs> I think the thing with that, Kayla, <clears throat> is not so much that dads... The, the, you said something there kind of like dads aren't really good at expressing their emotions or something like that. We are. We're really so good at expressing our emotions. <laughs> We're not good at talking about them or, or, yeah. or talking about the why behind them. Okay. Um, I don't, I'm not going to presume to speak for all dads. I just know I'm not alone in, in that regard. And so um, dads get angry. Dads get happy. Um dads yell at their kids their kid may not understand why they're being yelled at other than dad's mad because of the broken pot or whatever the thing may be right, right. But, but there could be something behind just the anger of the broken pot for dad right because right? well, we know anger is usually masking something right, right? so and dad's that's really frustrated and it comes out as anger right and that's i think the thing that we haven't really thought about before as dads mm -hmm in this world of parenting kids from hard places is that we do need to, that again, that kind of goes back to the working on your own stuff thing, right? Like yeah. uh, on the one hand, yes, it's a broken pot. It costs money. Um, th there's that kind of anger behind it, right? Uh, not so much anger. I get disappointment, mm -hmm. I guess would, would be, would be better. Um, but if you're, reaction is beyond what you might think would be typical for that, then that's when you got to start asking yourself the questions, well, why am I feeling this way? Right. And we have to give ourselves permission to have that talk with ourselves and with maybe with someone else, our spouse or a trusted friend, and then give our kids that same permission because mm they're going to learn it from us one way or the other, right? We've, we've talked about that before about in lots of different areas. They're going to learn it one way or the other. So what way do we want them to learn? I, I would rather my kids learn not the way I learned, mm. right? <clears throat> to just yeah. have the blow up and then that's it. Like we don't talk about it anymore afterward. Yeah. And, yeah. and then you just never know like, well, what's going to set them off kind of a thing. Right. Mm. So, uh, you know, I, I get angry in front of my kids and with my kids and I have to go apologize and repair, make repairs. Right. But that gives me the opportunity to to talk with them more about why that uh, I felt that way. Right. And yeah. give them the permission that when they get angry about something and, and blow their lids, that we can go and talk about it later on and say, hey, look, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not saying you shouldn't have been angry but what you may have said or did that's what we need to you know cut how you express that anger right because that's that's yeah. the other thing that i was never really given explicit permission mm -hmm. to have emotions right like i don't think a lot of us were um going back to what ryan said the way we were we were raised um you know because boys don't cry yeah. boys don't cry and, and children boys get mad but you can't you know. And children should be seen and not heard, right? Like right. we've heard all these cliches before. And so that's the difference I think now is that in working through our own stuff, we need to be able to give our kids that same permission 
And like, look, it's okay for you to be sad. It's okay for you to be angry. It's how you express that. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to work on expressing ourselves in healthy ways and not in unhealthy well, I, ways. You know, I, I think I agree with everything you said. I just want to say some about what you said at, at the end there. And that is um, giving our children permission to express their emotions is really, really, really so valuable because you're right. Um, I did not grow up where I was allowed to express my emotions. And we talk to parents about this all the time because if a kid's crying, what do they want? They want the kid to stop crying, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Bessel van der Kolk talks about this in The Body Keeps the Score. He said that, you know, something parents do, uh, that parents will do, is if a child's crying, they'll say, stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about, give right? Whenever we're in front of an audience, the, the crowd always can finish that quote to me because we were all spoken to that way. And he said, just think about that for a second. You now have told a child who is struggling, has zero ability to regulate their own emotions, that if they don't get their stuff together immediately, you're going to hurt them. He says, that is, that, he says, that is emotional abuse. And, we just, and we've all just decided it's the way we were raised. It's the way we came up, right? And so, you know, I think we have to be, just be honest about that. I'm with Chris. I'm really good at expressing my emotions, but processing them and understanding them and to- like, like I can be explosive, right? I can, my emotions can come out that way, but sitting and talking about them to make sense of them and to understand them is something I certainly had to, had to learn. Uh, being married to you was helpful in that regard uh, because <laughs> because I don't think you, you know, I mean, it's, it hasn't been the easiest part of our marriage, but I don't think you've ever let me off the hook about it, about my emotions for almost 20 years now. And I, I'm grateful for it. I haven't always been grateful for it when it was happening. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and then having daughters certainly helped me too because, um, because there's, there's a lot, a of, big lot of big emotions that, that you really are reminded. <laughs> and especially now we've got teenagers and preteens and stuff. And <clears throat> Oh my gosh, Chris, having our daughters like go at each other and slam. I mean, it was about somebody used somebody's hairbrush today that set it off. I mean, it's just, uh, but, but, but having to understand. There was some serious weeping But having going to on. make sense of that and, and understanding my own emotions, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm even answering your original question anymore, Kayla, but I certainly think that I've had to become, uh, you're a very emotional person, um, an emotionally expressive person. You don't just, you know, you can yell, but it's not your only thing. You cry, you, you want to talk about things, you want to express those emotions. and so. I want to process my feelings. Oh my God, we have to talk. You know, and, 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 and I think you've... <laughs> well, and I think yeah, I've seen before, you. I think you've, I think you've, you've made, me, made me better at that. Because of the work we do, uh, we do have some um, some friends who are therapists, um, and they they can't help themselves. They can't. They won't let you off the hook either. Like 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 I'll be in conversation with somebody, and they'll say, "Well, how does that make you feel?" And I'm like, "Shut up! It's not important how it makes me feel." <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm not and I'm not paying for this hour. I'm not ta- I'm not ta- I'm not talking I'm not talking about this to have I'm not paying, to think about what I'm not how paying you for this hour. <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off, Kayla. Well, that's funny. No, no, I was just going to say, I think I've seen you go from, you know, one who was like, oh, why are you crying? I can't handle crying. I don't want to deal with, you know, because that's kind of, if you've not been raised to deal with emotions, Mm -hmm. right? So both of you talked about you can explode when you get like these big emotions, but 
you know, I mean, early on in our marriage and even in parenting, I would see you, you know, and the kids would do something or I would do something and we'd get emotional and it was kind of like, how do I stop the emotion? How do I make it go away? Almost was kind of the reaction. Whereas now I think I, I can say that you're used, you know, it's not like you try and squash the emotion, but instead you, you recognize that that is, it needs to come out. That emotion has to be expressed and it's just helping our kids and sometimes me direct that emotion in a proper way, you know? Um, and I think that I, that's sometimes easier for moms than dads, just cause we kind of grow up talking about our feelings yeah. and how does that make me feel and how to, you know, I was really sad when this happened or when that happened and I was, I got really frustrated and we have a lot more emotional words Whereas dads, usually it's like, I was really mad, you know? I think that and then, part of that comes, I think, from the way men and women bond with one another, right? Guys don't hmm. bond with each other talking. Guys bond with each yeah. other by doing. That's inside. Women bond yep. with each other by talking, right? And so, Which is why men want to stop the emotions. Let's just do something that right. will make you feel men better, fix, right? Men want to fix the problem, right? When, yeah. when there's yep. really nothing you can do to fix the problem, but talk about it. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's I think that that's where that kind of conflict comes in a lot of times is because we're just wired differently mm-hmm. in how we approach a problem. And it's getting yeah. over that wanting to fix it and be mm-hmm. and, and knowing that you have yeah. to talk embracing about it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And then actually embracing that feeling. Yeah. No, I think that's good. I think there's I mean, we could talk for hours on the the differences between moms and dads. But I think, you know, just as I was just thinking about how many times it's moms or moms coming to me saying, I can't get my husband on board. And I thought, well, what was it that, you know, really hooked the dads that are sold out and on board and saying, yes, this is what we're, this is what we need to do. Because I think that is probably where those moms need to start is kind of leaning into some of those places that, um, that make the dads go, Oh yeah, this is, you know, this is good. Or there's probably some dads that are listening that are saying, okay, so it's not just me that's struggling when there's all this emotion going on around me. Like that's, that's a normal thing. Or, you know, I think there's, it's good for dads to hear from other dads about the things that you guys struggle with or the things that were harder for you. And also the things that made you kind of sold out on. Well, Kelly, I, I will just add this. You know, when you started, you mentioned that, you know, the Facebook groups typically have moms. And I've been in some of those groups. And sometimes d- dads will work their courage up and ask what might be a real entry-level question. And sometimes the moms are helpful. Yeah. And sometimes the moms kind of dogpile. And so I, I would just mm. encourage the ladies out there that, that you know, we recognize that, that, that oftentimes when it comes to the, this kind of stuff, uh, you know, the, the trauma-informed parenting of your children, we understand that, that you're leading the charge at home. But, but if your husband does give you that little glimmer of hope that he's going to get on board, um, in, encourage mm-hmm. it and fan those flames. Don't, don't, don't crush it. And, 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 uh, well, don't make him feel like he's stupid because he hasn't yeah, read all the same I books mean, just as be, you. Just and be thankful gone to all that, the same that, things that, that his heart is yeah. softening because you know over the years the, the 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 two most frequently occurring questions that kayla and i have got by email 
uh, text, telephone call in person. People will stop us at events and ask. I remember one time we were in Pittsburgh and these two women said, we need to talk to you after we were done speaking. And they said, mm -hmm. look, we're, we're trying this connected parenting thing. Our husbands are parenting uh, the way they were raised and it's causing problems in our marriage. So much so that we've developed a marriage seminar about that that we've taught a couple of places because it's real. It's real. And so, guys, mm -hmm. uh, you know, from, from just two dudes to, to every, everybody who's listening to this because your wife listened to it and said you had to listen to it, um, please, um, <laughs> please, let's, let's, let's jump on board here. Let's be co-laborers with our brides um, and, let's, and let's, um, let's, let's lead in the healing in our home. Uh, and I will tell you just from, from my, my, uh, my own personal experience, and I hope you don't mind me saying that, dear, that, that your bride does look at you a little differently in an improved way when you start to do those things. Um, so. It's beautiful to see a dad being mm. kind to his kids, being compassionate, embracing feelings, all of the things that seem touchy-feely but have really improved relationships with the kids. It's, it's great to see. And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about is yeah. improving the relationship. Tell them. Tell them. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and speaking of improving relationships, you know, Ryan, you, you mentioned how there's lots of Facebook groups and, and other things for moms. Well, we have a Facebook group just for dads. It's called mm -hmm. Empowered Dads. And, you know, just search for that on Facebook. It should be what pops up first. I think if you go to One Big Happy Home Facebook, you can see as one of our groups because it's okay. connected to the One Big Happy Home. Because mm -hmm. I don't know, there might be more than one. You'll see Ryan it and could Chris be. are both part of it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's a picture of a, a nice bearded dad wearing a ball cap and sunglasses, and he's got a coat in his shoulders. So that's how you know it's us. <laughs> Uh, not that picture is neither one of Ryan or I. It's uh, <laughs> it, it, for for a while someone thought that it was a friend of uh, a friend of ours. It, it does look like Dan. It does look yeah, no like it, but 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 not quite. And but yeah, it's not Dan either. So, uh, but yeah, uh, request access to the group. We'd love to have you in there. It's a safe space for for dads to not get dog piled on uh, by the bombs who who know quite a bit more than we might. Um, but it's a place that you can you know. Find like-minded dads who are still struggling with the same things that you're probably struggling with, and you're well, not alone. And, and Chris, I, I just want to add add one thing to that because yeah, and you know, 2020 has been a hard a hard year. We haven't been as active in that group as we want to be, but but I have started put a little video in there yesterday and and kind of re-engaging the dads in that group as a place where you said it's a safe place to share and a place where we can encourage each other and there 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 are a lot of a lot of our and I don't want to mention by name but a lot of but a lot of our, our ministry leader friends from the country are part of that group and and do weigh in and do encourage in there as well um you know Lisa Qualls who was a guest on the show not too long ago and who co-authored the connected parent with Karen Purvis she runs, she talked about her circle of hope, which is a mom's mentoring group. Lisa and I have, have talked and meant and strategized and, you know, we're heading to the holiday season now with Christmas and Thanksgiving, all that coming up. And so we'll, we'll probably um, wait until January, 2021 to launch it, but we are going to launch a, uh, a dad's mentoring group. It's going to be a private group. It's going to be a small group. So it won't just be the empowered dads. But it will be a mentoring group for dads because the moms in the moms mentoring group said my dad, my husband needs a group, and so we're kind of gonna, um, you know, it's in conjunction mm -hmm. with with Lisa and you know, at one thankful mom is her website, and kind of doing it that way. So we're excited about some of the stuff we got coming up. 
uh, excited about, you know, all the dads we know who are out there uh, doing it. You know, Chris moderated a, a dad panel for Tapestry Conference recently. It was me and, uh, and Mark Reedland, Russ Heighton, and Will Stanfest. And just a couple of guys we've gotten to know and work with over the years. And it was really, really, it was a great time. And so I think, Kelly, I think you said that went over really well with at the conference so yeah. we, we really want to be intentional about about the dad thing here more so than we have in the past yeah no i think it's important for dads to know that there are other dads that are doing the same thing and for other dad and that there are other dads that are struggling with the same things that it's not just them like why can't why isn't this working or why can't i get you know my wife seems to have an easier time with this or with that but i think there's just there's so much more support out there for moms just cuz moms tend to be the ones that that come to events and things like that so um i love that we're getting some more support for the dads cuz that's yep. definitely needed and hey dads if you've got a question you can always email it to us at info@onebighappyhome.com at and one of us will get back to you on that. Um, you can always tweet it to us at One Big Happy Home. I'm still waiting for those Twitter questions, folks. Chris is an avid Twitterer. <laughs> I am a, a Twitterer. Twitterer. Tweeter. Tweeter. Tweetist. Yeah. Tweet. Tweet. Tweetist. No, there you gonna, go. I like no, that. We're gonna, Tweetist. No, we're not going to go with that. I don't think Sorry. that's for you to decide, Christopher. <laughs> it, it is for me to decide. Uh, we have decided. Chris Every, everybody. Is a we're going to go with no. what, <laughs> what, 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 what? What's your I didn't but mean Chris to call a you twit. a twit. <laughs> Chris, what's what's your what's your Twitter what's your Twitter We're handle totally again, my done. friend? Share it with everybody. The Twitter handle is at no, one big happy hell. <laughs> oh, my personal one. Well, if you can figure out how to spell it, because it's not spelled the usual re- way. Uh, I am retrofish on uh, on Twitter, and well, pretty much anywhere yeah, else fi- too. Find him and, and tell him um, that a tweetist is what you're going to call him. Just bombard him with tweets, <laughs> please, guys. <laughs> If this actually happens, Dorothy, I'm coming for you. I just want to let you know. Uh, How fortunate that under current COVID guidelines, you're not allowed in my house. Uh, <laughs> Wait, hold on. We're, you're in we Texas. Do? You're in Texas. No, go you ahead. Come over. That's right. Yeah, you can come over. Uh, we do have a Facebook group for all of our podcast listeners, but Kayla, there is a catch to it that we didn't used to have. Yeah, so in 2020, we created a Patreon account. So you can find us at Empowered Parent, no, patreon.com slash Empowered Parent. I was like, oh, got that all backwards. Um, and you can become a subscriber um, and get access to that group plus tons more. We give you discounts on um, our classes that we're teaching. Post the, post we, the videos um, of the podcasts have- in that group. We have videos there. We also have, you know, depending on what level of subscription you're at, you can get a monthly Q&A with us or even an hour of parent coaching with one of us. You know, so we've got um, quite so you a know few. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want parent coaching Christmas from Christmas me. Christmas, well, have you tried yelling yet? <laughs> kidding kidding. oh but we love getting to know our um our listeners we've gotten to know some of you guys just through our patreon community so it's been lots of fun so if you're not yet in our podcast group um we'd love for you to become a subscriber if you're already in and you got grandfathered in because we started this 
um, only in 2020, but the podcast group already had people in it. We'd love for you guys to join us as subscribers and um, just help support what we're doing because it takes a lot to get these podcasts done. And uh, so, you know, we took a break there for a while um, just because life was a little crazy. And um, so, but we're, we're glad to be back and regularly recording again and um so we appreciate all our subscribers helping us keep this thing going and if you found the podcast by some means other than subscribing to it in a podcast app of your choice please subscribe to the podcast you can do so in itunes uh the google play store or whatever google's calling it these days they've made google podcast spotify uh they made lots of changes. Yeah, and we're on Spotify as well. So, uh, you know, please subscribe. And if you've uh, gotten value from the show, we would love a rate, a nice five-star rating, pref- preferably, uh, and a review at any of those locations. The Empowered Parent Podcast is committed to helping parents of foster and adopted kids through connecting, correcting, and empowering principles. Thanks for listening. 